You're listening to Perry Noble's thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. You can find Perry online at perrynoble.com. Hello, this is Perry Noble, and this is part two of the Working with Creatives, or Leading Creatives in the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We decided to do two because the podcast went long, and this is Christmas, so this is a two-for-one special. If you missed the first episode, you can go back and listen. You will discover that Allie's phone did not ring. However, Sarah's iPad did make a noise if you missed that. So if you um, if that bothers you, trust me, it bothered all of us, too, and distracted us greatly. But now we're going to get into part two of working with creatives. Hey, let's shift over to and talk about video for a minute. Uh, Adam, I'd love for you to do a couple things. One, just uh, tell our listeners uh, specifically what a leader can do to set up uh, your video team or creatives in general to be successful. I think there's there's just a few things that, that come to my mind, and I think we've touched on them a couple couple times already and and one Perry just mentioned it is leading with with strong vision Um, and that comes in the form of explaining why you're doing something the way that you're doing it Um, it's it's sometimes hard I think for a creative depending on the the type of organization that it is if it's tiered um, by several different tiers or if it's just like a single tier and it's it's a directly uh, a direct link to the senior pastor depending how, how many layers you go deep the harder it is to to figure out what the why is if you're if you're a little bit further down the tier. So, taking the time to make sure the why is clear for the creative goes a long way, because once there's unity and a commonality around a vision, creatives especially who are who are super passionate and are 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 ready to go are and are willing to just throw everything they have at it. They're they're gonna throw everything they have at it once they once they can get behind a vision, um, something that's. Well, what was that sound? I don't know. I it don't, might be an earthquake, it, it, but we'll let's move on. It was probably Allie's phone <laughs> or Sarah's computer. I'm sorry. When when you can give them good vision and good clarity, and give them the keys to the Ferrari and let them go, they're gonna go and they're gonna they're gonna generate amazing results as as a result of that. Um, but if you don't lead with good vision and you don't lead with good clarity, um, the results can equally kind of be devastating because there's probably going to be some misses along the way and the creative's going to get frustrated because, as Perry said earlier, the creatives desire to, to, to do good work. They desire to, to make good things, things people enjoy. And when you create something that misses and, and miss the mark, they're going to leave themselves wanting to figure out what that is. And the results of that can linger beyond just the project they're working on. Mm-hmm. It can go further on down the line and th- they get a little bit gun shy. You start not getting exactly the best work that you could get out of the creative. So you would say that if creatives experience numbers of losses, they sp- start playing prevent defense. Absolutely. Because they're, they're trying to figure out where, th- where their pastor's at and, and what he's looking for. And if they're, they're, the, the losses are piling up, then they're just going to try and, like, stop the bleeding. Yeah. Yep. You know, the other thing I would say, you know, Adam sent out a, a really awesome email. Um, I'd sent out an email to him and um, Ken Wilson, who uh, is on our staff, too, and in, in the room. I want to acknowledge his presence. I don't want anybody in the room to think. I mean, Ken's right here, but he don't have a microphone, but he's awesome. Um, and I just said, hey, what, you know, this is an idea for a podcast, or actually I said a blog post at first, um, but w- what do you guys think about this? And w- when I read Adam's email, Adam said basically at four points, clear expectations, understand what it takes, explain the why, let, let them take some risk sometimes. 
and I start I, a couple things thought popped out about that. Um, I've heard senior pastors, senior leaders in churches say, "Well, you know, we plan our sermons the week of. We we you know we start on Monday, and if we have a video idea, we'll do X and we'll do Y." And I always I always stop them and tell them, "You first of all, that's not the best you can do. Second of all, you're setting your if you have a video team, um, you're setting them up for um, to be unsuccessful. Because let's say you get the video, you know, sermon. Well, you're not going to do it on Monday because you're tired. So you do it on Tuesday. You get everything scripted out on Wednesday. The video team starts shooting video Thursday. Well, if you're going to do a really, really, really good video, I mean, one of really good quality, about three or four minutes, um, they're going to have to work all night Thursday night and Friday night. And if you don't have Saturday night services, they're going to work all night Saturday night too. And so you'll be um, on the stage preaching a message about how to keep your family together, but you're blowing the family of your creatives up because you don't love Jesus enough and love them enough to actually plan ahead. So I would tell pastors that um, the win is in planning. Uh, For example, we went to um, Israel for Easter and for Christmas, and we planned those particular video shoots out um, I'm talking seven or eight months in advance and gave everybody time to um, get everything they needed, to ask all the questions they needed. And on the, on the back end of that, had amazing results from what the creative team was able to produce because we actually cared enough um, to, to plan ahead. So planning ahead and understand what it takes on them. And then let them take some risks sometimes. Hey, there's sometimes that you you gotta let them. You gotta let you gotta let them run. You, like Adam said, you gotta give them the keys to the Ferrari. Um, if they if you have to get a new set of tires afterwards, that's fine. At least they had a little fun and you learned some lessons along the way. I think that's good. I want to take a second and talk about understanding what it takes. Um, Adam, let you speak to this, especially when it comes to video preparation. Very few people in the world, and very even probably fewer than that, senior pastors understand what it actually takes to produce quality video you know how many how much how many hours it takes what, mm-hmm. what preparation you have to do and all this kind of stuff what uh, suggestions would you give to uh, those listening in that are involved in creating video of some ways they can help their leaders understand uh, the time it takes to actually make this kind of stuff I think one of the things can Ken sitting in the room here that Ken's done a really good job over the years and just exemplified for the rest of us is taking time to educate the leader when it's appropriate. Um, looking for the opportunities, not putting the, the, the blame and the weight because one of the things I hear from creatives a lot of from who, who work in churches are, my pastor doesn't understand, he doesn't know how much time uh, it takes to do this. And, and, and my first thought is, are you taking the time to educate him what, it's supposed to, what, what needs to happen in order for for the vision he has that needs to be accomplished. And sometimes they want to put that responsibility squarely on the shoulder of the pastor. They want him to come down in the edit suite. They want him to come down in front of the computer and, and see and learn about all the terminology. But what they fail to realize is the, the pastor's leading a church. He's got so many different other areas that he has to steward and be responsible for. He doesn't have time to come downstairs and learn about render times and focal length and apertures. And I've just lost half of our audience with Did those references. Did you just say aperture? Because <laughs> I knew what render time was. There you go. And focal length, I was signing about aperture. What is an aperture just for the education? Just in case it's ever the final Jeopardy the, question. The aperture is a part of the lens, and that's as far as I'm going to go with it. Man, that's it's awesome. part of the lens. There you go. 
Anyway, well, the, the reality is the creative needs to be looking for opportunities to educate their leader. And when they educate their leader, they're equipping their leader to make informed decisions. And they're equipping their leader to set up the church um, for the best opportunity to success that it could have. Uh, let me say this, too. You guys do this so well, Adam. You and Ken and um, our other team. When we'll come up with an idea and we're discussing it in creativity, um, when you say educate the leader, um, it's not a, you know, the creatives are calling a timeout and going, all right, Perry, let me tell you seven reasons why that was the dumbest idea in the history of mankind. And that's not the way they do it. That might be what they're thinking, but that's not the way they do it. The way they do it is they say, um, hey, man, I've heard everything that you said. Here's what you need to know about what it's going to take to pull that off. You know, n number one, um, it, it's going to it may cost this much if there's a cost factor. Um, number two, uh, we're going to have to work around the clock. Is it worth it for you for us to work around the clock to get this done? Um, number three, um, hey, that's a you know we hear you. That's a good idea. But what if we did it this way instead of this way? And so the. The education part comes in helping me understand exactly what I'm asking for. Because if I don't understand what I'm asking for, then I can be disappointed on the back end. But if I would say to creatives, if your senior pastor doesn't understand you, then it's your responsibility to help him understand you. Now, if he don't want to have a conversation with you, that's, that's another thing. But these guys have done an excellent job saying, hey, if we're going to produce um, – if you want the bulletins changed, we're going to be able to do it. It's going to cost this much more. We got to have it by this date and this time, and we got to be able to do it by you know a certain way. And that's helped me understand. You know what? I I always tell creatives and pastors will tell creatives. You know, you have a box that you have to work in, but we as senior pastors, we have a box as well, and and that's what they can help us understand. Yeah, that's real good. Something that I love about how. Um, Adam and his team and Lee and his team and all the other artists in our church, uh, they lead with a yes, we can do it mentality. It's always, hey, what if we did this, that, or the other thing, whatever um, idea that may come up. They always say, yes, we can do that. Here's what it's going to take. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you want us to do this. Do you know how difficult this is going to be? And I, and I think for the artists, again, out there listening, uh, you know, lead in with, a, hey, yeah, we can do that. We can make this happen mentality. But... Use it as an opportunity to coach up the senior pastor on what it's going to take with a positive attitude and lens, not a, uh, you know, you're, you're beating us to death kind of thing. It makes all the difference in the world, I think. I'll say this on, on the heels of that, too. There's a lot of artists and creatives who want to take risks, and they want, to, uh, they want the pastor to just kind of unleash them and let them go, and they think they have these ideas of grandeur when they step into ministry. The reality is... That only happens when you, when you lean in and you say yes. The reality is the pastor's going to – you talked about equity and leadership equity earlier. The equity goes both ways. Mm -hmm. The equity, when you are willing to say, yes, we can do that, yes, we can do that, yes, we can do that, opens up the opportunity today for the, for the larger ideas that the pastor might not be so open to in the beginning. Yeah, you know, a good example of that was what we did – um, at Easter this past year, you can go online at newspring.cc and our Easter service was called This Is Our God. And Lee and um, the worship team came in and they said, we want to open with a Swedish house mafia. Did I get that right? Mm -hmm. um, song called Don't You Worry Child. Well, number one, I didn't even know who Swedish house mafia 
was I still haven't listened to them. I probably <laughs> will never listen to them. Um, but like I, I noticed everybody under thirty at the table around me, you know, nodding their head, and I was like, okay. And I'd never heard that song, but Lee and these guys have so much equity with me that I was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll give that a shot. We'll see what what it's going to look like. And it it it's one of the best openers our church has ever done. Um, but I didn't even know what it was going to look like till after we finished with it. Um, uh, we did also in that series. I'm just I'm just thinking about. Uh, we did a promotion for a series we had called Chains. It was one of the coolest promotionals we've ever ran. Once again, Ken and the team came to me and said, "Hey, we've got some ideas, and this is how we want to make it feel, and this is how we want to make it look." And I was like, "Yeah, go go for that. That's awesome." And it turned out to be one of those promotionals that I still hear people talking about it. So if you'll give these guys. So, uh, some margin, and you'll give them some freedom to run with some ideas. I'm, I'm telling you, they're, they're gonna. If they love Jesus and love the church and love you, and they're, they're going to produce just some amazing, amazing work. They're not trying to prove a point or make you look bad. The other thing I would add about that, Perry, just as you challenge the senior pastors to create margin and plan ahead. Both of those ideas you just mentioned, both the Swedish House Mafia song and the Change promo were approved uh, because the artist came in having been read up and planned well in advance of, hey, we got to do this right now, we can't do it. They gave you time and gave the, the creative team time to look at this and consider it before moving forward. So they were planning too. So when you've got both the senior pastor and the artist thinking ahead of ways to bring ideas to the table that don't force uh, people into a crunch time decision but actually create a little breathing space to consider alternate ideas, that's where an artist is really going to get some equity, and I think that's where a senior pastor is going to feel a little latitude mm-hmm. to allow them to to explore some ideas that otherwise we might not do. I've given them the guardrails of everything's got to, you know, if we do a video or whatever, everything's got to provide inspiration and information. Mm-hmm. Inspiration and information. People do need to feel something. People need to be moved. Um and then, but people need to know. So we can't do a really cool – I've told um, our guys is ambiguous is never acceptable. Um, and I know some creatives um, – and not a – when I say some, I'm talking a small percentage. There's a small percentage that love abstract art. But we've got about an hour to talk to somebody about Jesus and eternity, and I don't need them, quote, searching for the answer um, part of that comes from my frustration from staring at those paintings that were really popular about 15 years ago. And they were like, you got to look through it. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> Cross your eyes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm cross-eyed anyway. So, um, But I never saw that. I never saw anything in any of those paintings. Never saw anything. Um, and I, I, to my, till, till now, I still doubt that anybody saw anything. I think they made the whole thing up. I think it was a sham. But I, I've told these guys, hey, if, if, it, if it provides inspiration and it shares information, then you keep it in those guardrails. Man, let, let's see what you guys can come up with. And once again, it's just been, it's been a really cool ride. Yeah. I think there's art for art's sake is a waste of time and money at New Spring Ooh. Church. Amen. I mean, the reason we are here in the first place is to try and see as many people meet Jesus as possible. We're running after that with everything that we've gotten. So all of our art has got to have a purpose mm. toward that. 
And I feel like that, that there's, there's one of the most fulfilling opportunities for an artist that is, that is offered in the world mm-hmm. is the ability to make artwork that has an eternal consequence. Mm. And I mean, you know, inside of the, the, the guardrails that Perry set for us, we get, we, I mean, I, I think we've seen over 10,000 people already this year give their lives to Christ and that, and we, we get to have a part in that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's where, you know, being united under the vision of reaching people far from God and teaching them to follow Jesus step by step, that should be the ultimate rallying cry and aim of every art piece that comes out of our church. If you want to make art for art's sake, which I feel like all artists should do, do that in your own time, you know, in order to cultivate a lot of that stuff. But like when it comes time to put it put it into the into the minutes on a Sunday morning or for some event that we have, we just gotta remember that there are eternal consequences to what we do and we I mean, why mess around with it when you can see somebody's life change when you really nail it. And you know? on, on top of that, I think there's this this misconception out there the rea- with with artists and creatives is that they, they can't thrive in guardrails. Oh when yeah. It's it's completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, artist or creative, especially working at a church who's serving under the vision of a pastor, should should be able to rest in the fact that when a pastor lays out guardrails for them, and then working within that, they're at least working within the confines and the mm-hmm. structure put forth that the pastor knows it's, it's going to succeed. Yeah, yeah. And so any any artist or creative that's telling their pastor that you're giving me too many guardrails is is either one lazy or they're egotistical mm-hmm. because they don't have no Ooh. they have no reality of how the world works outside. Yeah. Because that does it doesn't fly in in the real world, quote unquote, the marketplace, the industry, guardrails and and structure is in place all around us, mm-hmm. and I sh- it shouldn't be any different in the church. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. Hey Perry, let me let me ask you this. Um, you know, Adam, I think those four things you share: clear expectations, understanding what it takes, explaining the why, and letting the artist take risk are four good things uh, that I think are true at New Spring Church and Perry under your leadership. Over the years, we've gotten to a really healthy place there. But let me ask you this kind of a twofold question. Uh, when or what was the turning point, if there was one, uh, from your understanding? And then what benefits have you seen, you know, personally and for the church once you uh, started leading uh, our artists in that manner? I think the turning point is when I realized that. Um, let me back up. You'll, you'll hear senior pastors say this, and I've actually heard senior pastors tell this to other senior pastors. Um, no one loves the church as much as you. Um, and I think if pastors operate under that assumption, they're always going to operate in fear and mistrust um, and ultimately, uh, yeah, yeah, just those two things, honestly, fear and mistrust. Um, I, I, I realized finally, you know what, we're, we're really on the same team here, and we're trying to get to the same place, and we're trying to accomplish the same thing. Um, and so for most pastors and creatives, it, a conversation, just an honest, heartfelt conversation, can take that relationship so much further. I mean, pastors, take them out, buy them some tofu, buy them some hummus. <laughs> Buy them a latte and, you know, uh, do, do what, you know, have the conversation that you, you need to have and, and try to understand them a little bit more or try to understand them a lot more. But if, you know, they're, they're different is what I hear from a lot of senior pastors. And I think that's awesome 
Because if everybody in your church looks like you, you don't have a church, you have a country club. Um, everybody needs to look different. Um, I, I say a church doesn't need to look like country club. A church needs to look like Disney World, where you got people, um, very different people walking in. And the only way you're going to be able to accomplish that is to leverage the gifts that creative people have in your church to um, reach out. And so the turning point for me was, hey, I realized we're on the same page. We're on the same team. These guys and gals really do love this church as much as I do. And so it's not me leading them because I love the church more than them. It's me leading them because we're working together to try to accomplish the same purpose. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And if uh, I'm certain that there are senior pastors out there listening that are frustrated with their artists or frustrated with their planning process uh, and really would like to get this turned around uh, so that they can leverage the gifts uh, of the people God's brought to them, um, what are a couple of key first steps? Maybe it's the, the conversation you just said. Is there anything beyond uh, the conversation or getting past the fear and mistrust that they could do practically to get moving in the right direction? Um, you know, with your, if you have a video team, whether it's a team or whether it's a volunteer, um, sit down with them and, you know, figure out one or two things about what it, what it is to create a video. Um, I remember when we first got edit things, thingies, edit thingies. Yeah, that. Um, I went over and, and looked at them and watched them edit video for about 10 minutes. And there's no way, I don't even know what they did, but I got an understanding of, oh my gosh, it, it takes a little bit of time to put that video down and and render it. <laughs> See, I, I'm, yeah, well, because the first time, first few times we did videos, the rendering machine crashed a couple times, which I didn't think was a big deal, but it's it's a big deal. It's like it's like going to a restaurant and, and having no bread. It's just awful. So, um, but sitting down and trying to understand what they do, what it takes. And the other thing that helps you lead creatives is if you sit down and just understand, you know, a little bit about their life. You know, what who is their wife or who is their husband or who is their girlfriend or who is their boyfriend or who is their kids or I mean it it really does become hard to work against someone when you love someone yeah. like actually lead them is what you're saying mm, yeah that that helps uh, Shane there's yeah, there's ahead. one thing that I thought of too I think probably some senior pa- senior pastors who are getting ready to start a church specifically maybe looking to hire a worship leader or somebody to do videos stuff like that. and I think that a lot of these issues that come between senior pastors and worship leaders can be ironed out at least a little bit if you really are meticulous on your hiring process. That's good. How you look at hiring somebody, because, but I mean, there are there do exist artists out there in the world who are punctual, who can work hard, right. and who are emotionally stable. Yeah. I mean, they, they may be, they may <laughs> be few and far between. They all wear scars and skinny jeans. <laughs> yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. But of course, but of course. Unless you're fat, and then fat people shouldn't wear skinny jeans. Oh, amen. Trust amen. me. I, that's what I say. I don't yeah. wear skinny jeans. But I, I think some pastors can get, they can see they can see talent and be mesmerized by it and then totally blow right past chemistry or character. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? And, so the, and, and also, if you're starting off with a new church, having a... A, a good worship leader who is great at what they do, plus they have solid character, that can be a rare find. And so you start to get desperate mm-hmm. to take anybody, better no one than the wrong one, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think if, you know, it, it is totally possible, senior pastor, for you to find 
a worship leader who will be a great friend and partner in the ministry for you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, so that's, I mean, certainly, you know, pray toward that. I think if you, if you, you know, hire too fast, you can get into these issues and, and then just want to beat your brains out because you made the wrong choice. Just because somebody sings well doesn't mean they can lead well. That's it. And doesn't mean they can, they love people. Some people love their voice more than they love people. Yeah. Well, as we uh, wrap up uh, today's podcast, uh, let me just uh, give both Lee and Adam a chance to uh, say a word of encouragement or maybe a word of challenge to artists out there how, uh, and give them a clue how they could better support uh, their senior pastor. And Adam, we'll, we'll start with you. I think we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but there's a lot of simple ways that you can let your pastor know that you've got his back. And I think one of the first ways is letting him know that you're not there to do battle with him. And and just showing up and wanting to know how you can equip him to do um, what God's called him to do, and and the simplest form of that is just say yes, sir, yes, sir. What can I do for you today? Yes, sir. Um, there's going to be times for disagreements, and there's going to be times uh, where you're not going to be on the same page. But as long as he knows that you're showing up there to to help help equip him and help serve him um, to fulfill the, the vision that God's placed in his heart. I can't help but feel like he's gonna he's gonna feel real good about his day after that. That's good, Lee. What would yeah. you add? Man, I think the first first and foremost, worship leaders, video folks. I mean, any if you're creative at your church and you have interactions with your senior pastor, every day you have to pray for that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to pray for him. I mean, I, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect senior pastor and. You will put him on a pedestal that and hold him to a standard that he just can't attain to, if you don't pray for him and and cut him some slack because God is working in his life. And most senior pastors, they have I mean they have these unique lives that God wants to put up in front of people in order to display His glory, and that's an awesome awesome thing. But that just comes to these guys are going to be under more pressure, they're going to feel more strain, they're going to have a lot more things on their mind to deal with and you have got to pray for them every day you got to pray for their families you got to just pray for their protection for their humility and influence and confidence i mean all of these things you have to go there and do that first uh-huh. um and i think that that's that's a really really important thing if you see all these flaws that you want to blow your pastor up about and you want to correct in him and everything else like that before you open your mouth to him make sure you pray about it and then watch god work over time I mean, that that is just the, the best way to support your pastor right out of the gate. I think after that, making sure that you are a big cheerleader privately and publicly of your senior pastor is a really big deal. Try to send him text messages. I mean, as you're praying for him, God's going to give you a word for that guy and a Bible verse that you can use in a timely moment to be able to shoot his way, to lift him up, and, and that's going to be that's going to be a big encouragement to him. Also, on your on social media, on Twitter, all these other type of things, man, it's a big deal for you to let everybody know what you how you feel about your senior pastor when when he does something great, and um, just uh, those things. I think that way of of honoring your your senior pastor just I mean it, it's a way to be a cheerleader. It's a way to also, I mean, like if you're a worship leader specifically, you got to remember that you have the second greatest amount of influence at your church. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is that the enemy might try to get in there and divide the church between the pastor and the worship leader. And so, But if you're the senior pastor's biggest fan, if you're always building him up, that, that guards your church and your staff from any type of split, any type of disunity. 
Um, just a, a couple other things along these lines. I think um, making sure that you are, we have a, a saying around here that honesty is honor and uh, making sure that as many times you say yes, that you are completely open and forthright watching your pastor's back um, so that he's not going to walk anything and make any mistakes. I remember a long time ago, Perry, we had a, had a meeting and, and I think we were in some creative type of thing and you put an idea out there on the table and nobody said anything for a minute. And I think you just kind of got a little upset and you're like, guys, here's the deal. If y'all don't, if y'all don't tell me I'm wrong and if y'all don't watch my back, we're going to screw up. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I, I think that that's just, you set the tone for all of us in this kind of thing to know that like you, you don't want to be the emperor with no clothes on. And I think one of the best ways of worship leader and artists can, can support their pastor is by, by knowing how to in love and loyalty disagree with the pastor behind closed doors and then say yes and, and move the move the vision down the field. The the last thing about it I, I think it's just real real important for worship leaders especially to understand is you don't have a job without that pastor. That guy, God has called him to build something great and to steward the bride of Christ. And your responsibility is to come along and hold that guy's arms up. From my personal experience, and Perry hasn't asked me to say any of this right here, but I hold Perry in the highest esteem because God has richly blessed my life and given me every good thing, everything, period, I have in my life. God has given me through this church, and none of that would have been possible without Perry Noble. And so, and uh, Perry's not asking me to say any any of this stuff, and I'm I'm not a, I mean, like, Lord knows I'm not a yes man either. (laughs) But the bottom line is that God has used Perry to change my life and to bring so many rich, great things in, into my life that my, my, my love and respect and admiration for him is so deep. I mean, I just the humility that he, that he leads with and the, the confidence and the forcefulness that he leads with as well are things that provide freedom and life in every aspect of my life and the life of all the rest of my worship leaders who work with me. And so, worship leader, I would just say to you, man, like, it is. it will be freedom for you if you can take your ego down a notch and you can take trying to build your own name and your own kingdom down a notch and look at the senior pastor that God has put you under and get a bigger vision about what God might want to do in your life through that man. And then be willing to hold that guy's arms up because a great battle is going to be won. You know? Yeah, Lee, you know, you said something and it triggered a thought is the more visible a person is in the church, um, the more that the devil will try to get in between those relationships. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the senior pastor, um, you, you've never heard of a church splitting because the senior pastor and the custodian just couldn't get along. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always the senior pastor and the worship leader, senior pastor and the youth pastor, senior pastor and the discipleship guy or whatever. Um, so the more visible, you, you've got to work, and pastors, you've got to work actively to guard um, those relationships, Lee. I remember that creative meeting where, and, I, and I'm so glad you guys didn't let me dress up like Gumby. And I mean, that just literally changed the trajectory of this entire ministry. Um, no, and that's the other thing. And Shane, I'll say this: is pastors have to provide an atmosphere where creative people can tell them, "Hey, man, we love you, but that's a bad idea." Mm-hmm. Um, and and. I, I believe these guys and gals love me enough to lot, not let me do something stupid um, because I've came up with some stupid ideas before. And Lee's, you know, Lee's been in the room where I've, I've shared the idea, and I can see everybody around the table going, eh, 
did it not. And so, yes, that was one of those moments right there. Um, anyway, so I, I just I just want to encourage pastors to allow that type of freedom in creative environments. That's really good. Perry, any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, no, uh, not really. I, I think that Lee and Adam really summed it up good. I think I want to go back to relationships are the most important leadership asset that anyone has. Mm-hmm. Um, and so build those relationships with those creative people because if pastors and, um, and creatives can work together, um, we can really accomplish way more for the kingdom together than we can separate. That's really good. You know, you mentioned earlier about the trip to Israel takes the Bible from black and white to color. And when uh, you just said that, I thought when, when the senior pastors and the artists work together, it takes your church from black and white to color. That's right. So uh, with that, we'll sign off. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great Christmas, and we'll see you in 2014.